Welcome to the Natural Life Academy. Two mums sharing simple steps to a more natural life, for better health and a happier planet. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Natural Life Academy. Today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about, well, again, chemicals that we're exposed to in our everyday life, but we're going to make it fairly simple for you to know what to actually avoid because it can be really difficult when you look at a label, a product label, and you see this massive list of ingredients and a lot of them are chemical names. It's really difficult to know what's a good chemical and what's a bad chemical. Everything's confusing, isn't it? Because it's all very scientific. (laughs) Yeah, it's all really scientific. And you can look at the back of a supernatural dishwashing detergent and you could think there's like a dozen chemicals in there. For example, we have a natural body wash for the baby. And my husband has been using it while showering with the baby. And he decided to look at the ingredients. And he was like, I heard him yell out, Kylie, is this natural? I said, yes. <laughs> I've just looked at the ingredients on the back and it says, what do you say? So- sodium, maybe said sodium chloride? No, is that, is that water? Anyway, whatever the scientific name for water is, because there's even a scientific name for water. Just Hydrogen dioxide? No, it wasn't that. It was sodium something. And it, no, okay. salt. Whatever the, whatever the scientific salt. name is for salt. So, salt. salt. Salt is sodium chloride, NaCl, yeah. Back to my um, chemistry days. Yeah. So he's like, it says sodium chloride. This is not natural. We should not be using that on him. I was like, hold on. Calm down, mate. Yeah. That's actually the scientific name for salt. We're fine. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, he's not usually going to look at the ingredients. His reason for doing so was because he said, I feel so slippery when I use it. So I assumed it can't be natural. Anyway. Yeah, but that, that's, that's what I mean by the simple ingredients. You can mm. look at them and think there's no way that can be a natural ingredient, but exactly. it seems like salt. Well, side, side note, that's why I love one of the brands we use, use and recommend Kin Kin because they always have the chemical name and then they have like the layman's terms next to it, mm. um, like bicarb or washing soda or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, so what we've done is come up with a list of the top five ingredient, chemical ingredients that we do our best to avoid in all products that you can look at. You can look at a label in the supermarket. Um, sometimes you're going to have to look up that label online. You're going to have to look up the ingredients in the product because they're not always on the label. They don't have to put them on the label. But these are the ones that we do our best to avoid. Um, now, we've spoken about it in previous episodes, but when you put a product on your skin or you inhale it, um, it's not going through your proper Kylie process of elimination. Process it's of not going through the process of elimination. Yeah. yeah. So your body's got all these really crazy, clever ways of eliminating toxins from your body. But when you inhale something or you put it on your skin, it can't go through that process and it's absorbed straight into your bloodstream and therefore creates havoc with your endocrine system and your hormones. Exactly. And what, what they don't know is the cumulative effect of a lot of these ingredients either, which means they don't know if they build up in your system. So while a product might have said that, yes, this tiny little quantity that we've got in here is safe, if you're using 10 other products that have that and you're using them every day, they can be building up in your system. 
Yeah, and we're essentially test dummies, remember, because there's a long, you know, they're doing long-term exactly. studies on things, but those results are not released yet. And so for the last 20, 30 years, whenever they decided, hey, let's study whether this is actually toxic, um, we've all been test dummies in that time. So, you know, maybe by the time our kids are adults, they will hopefully know the effects of all of these things. But for now, we're still in the um, grey area. And it's that grey area that for that that exact reason that I would just rather avoid them. If I can avoid yeah. them, then why would I, why would I potentially take the risk, even yeah. if it's unproven? All right. So uh, toxic enemy number one, fragrance. We have spoken about this already in the only <laughs> the four episodes that we've done. Fragrance <laughs> is just... I think you'll probably hear us talk about it in every episode. Fragrance is a big thing to avoid. Mm-hmm. Um, and we dive into it a lot more in our low-tox home online course as well. Yes, yes, very good point. And how to, um, I guess, make swaps away from fragrance as well because, you no, know, everyone likes things to smell nice but not the chemical, the chemical cocktail of nice smelling mm. things. Yes. Yeah, so, the adulterated version of what could be natural but isn't. Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes it has natural components, which makes it even more confusing. Anyway, I've said this before, but I'll say it again. Originally, um, perfume. So you'll see on the label perfume or perfume. Perfume? Perfume. Perfume. Something like fragrance. That. Whatever the French version um, of that is. Yeah. And originally it was created because perfume houses didn't want the perfume house next door from stealing their recipe. Perfectly fine. Problem is that hasn't been changed. That law has not been changed since the 1930s when it was created. So now companies can use it to make any sort of chemical concoction and that's their secret recipe. They don't have to tell you that. You can contact them. You can ask them what's in their fragrance. I guarantee they will not tell you. They will say it is their proprietary information, which I have had experience with from many, many, many companies. So why the chemicals? First reason is often a lot less expensive than the natural version. So Kylie and I both use doTERRA essential oils and doTERRA has just released a rose essential oil. Now it is oh, a... You've l- you took the words right out bottle. of my brain. Ha, ha, ha. Mind readers. It's a five mil bottle, right? Well, you might have the yeah. answer to this. Yeah, no, five and mil. it retails for... something like that because should have looked this up you know it (laughs) for a five mil bottle there are ten thousand rose petals ten thousand yeah organic rose petals um so if you consider the amount of work that goes into that the size of the crop required and it has um, to be distilled the same day so the petals yeah. deteriorate. Yes, because the petals, obviously, once they're picked, they're, you know, they lose their ability to survive. Um, so it has to be distilled in the same day. So the amount of work that goes into that is massive. Now, obviously, you're not going to have a company, let's just say you're not going to have a company that makes hand sanitizer mm. and says that it's rose-scented. They're certainly not going to be using their uh, pure rose oil that's been distilled from organic rose petals because when it retails at $300 for 5 mil, so 5 mil is approximately, it's not going to even give you 100 drops. Um, but, yeah, they're definitely not going to be using that. 
because that's no. still really expensive per drop. Yeah, that's like four dollars a drop, almost yeah. to three dollars fifty, four dollars, and the product probably costs four dollars. Yeah. So they don't want to use that expense. Fair enough. No, they're trying to make an inexpensive product, but not so good for us. Um, and the other reason is that the chemical, the the fragrance is really good at masking the unpleasant smells of other chemical ingredients mm. in those products. So just do your best to avoid fragrance. How to identify it if, if the product doesn't have a label, um, doesn't have an ingredient list is just if it has anything on the front of it that says scented or I always say like sea mist, ocean breeze, you know, all of those random smells. The unidentifiable <laughs> smells. Yeah, how, like how, literally, how do you bottle that smell? Yeah. It is not possible. Yeah. Oh. If you're telling me you can bottle sea mist when the ocean smells like salt, then yeah. great. I'd be expecting to have a product that's just water and salt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which would probably be a really good hair product, side note. <laughs> yeah. So even if you just I, eliminated one thing, like we said in the other video, get rid of fragrance. And look, I'm going to say, and it's not, it's not going to be a hundred percent correct, but you will be hard pressed going down the cleaning aisle of the supermarket and finding any product that doesn't have fragrance and I know that there's probably going to be people listening that are like well that's inconvenient how do I avoid it if I can't just go to my supermarket um that is a very good question we take out there's a lot of online online stores but I was about to say there's a lot of (laughs) online stores but if you take the low tox home online program we do actually dive into that we give suppliers we give discount codes um yeah we tell you exactly what we use and what versus what we make because don't let these companies make you think that it's really hard to make an alternative because in lots of cases it's not. There are some things that, yes, it's really bloody hard and we're not even going to try it, um, but there are lots of things that it's super easy. So and yeah, don't be discouraged. And doesn't take yeah. long. Yeah, so cheap. exactly. Okay, the next one on the list is the sulfate family. So this is... This is another one of the ingredients where it's disputed whether it's safe to use or not. But you are probably in contact with sulfates on a daily basis. So they're found in things, everyday products, you know, toothpaste, cleansers, and the purpose of them is it usually helps with foaming. So I actually read something um, a while ago, or my sister might have told me that originally toothpaste did not foam, but when they did their focus groups to test the product, Everybody said that their mouth didn't feel clean because it wasn't so wasn't foaming up. So they added the foaming to it to make it feel cleaner. So toothpaste actually, when it was invented, didn't foam. Well, if you um, side note, <laughs> actually look up making your own toothpaste, it, it there's nothing foamy about it. No, absolutely exactly. nothing. And if you buy like natural toothpaste, they don't foam. No. A very interesting fact that I'll, and a lot you will find if you actually go down the rabbit hole that a lot of these chemicals that were added were added for no purpose other than to make the product look better or mm-hmm. seem like it it is better. Like it's, it's 
all psychological, not actually helping the product perform better in any way. Um, okay, so there are a few different types. No, there are actually a lot of different types of sulfates, but the ones that are most commonly used are sodium laurel sulfate, which is SLS, sodium laureth sulfate, which is SLES, and ammonium laurel sulfate, which is ALS. So you will see on a lot of natural products or a lot of products that are trying to be more natural, um, SLS free or SLES free. This is something that's becoming more widely known. Um, and the reason we want to avoid sulfates, they strip away our moisture and protective barriers from our skin and can irritate the skin. And as I said, some say it's, it's not a problem in small amounts. There are other other research studies that show that it can cause cancer when combined with other substances. Well, because I was so, going to say the interesting thing about that is our body naturally, our body doesn't have anything or do anything just for the fun of it. Like there is a function for mm. everything. And, and there are lots of things that we don't know the function of yet, but the protective stuff on our skin, there's a really good reason for that because our skin is our largest organ and it absorbs everything. Exactly. So we have the protective stuff on there for a reason. Mm, mm, exactly. Yeah. I was going to go into um microbiome of the skin as well, but one day we are going to get an expert to come in and talk to us, talk about this because Kylie and I are so interested in it, but it's not something that we are um, qualified in, but yeah, really, really interesting. Um, I was going to put in a side note that I jotted down that, if you use conventional cosmetics on a daily basis, so just, you know, your basic, basic five-minute makeup routine, you can absorb almost two and a half kilos of chemicals and toxins into your body each year. Oh, sorry, that includes, like, your body wash and other body Shampoo. products as well. Yeah, yeah. Pretty scary. Ooh. Wow, Ooh. that's a big number, huh? Huge, right? Yeah, and wow. it's just something we just don't even think about. And I'm just going to add the flow-on effect, like the literal flow-on effect of that, that we're washing it down the sink and down mm. the drain, and that's going out into the oceans and out into the environment. Yeah, not, not, not good. This episode was sponsored by Low Tox Home, our online program where you will learn how to make simple, natural swaps in your home to save money and improve your family's health in less than five minutes a week. For more information or to enrol, head to clairecarecreations.com forward slash lowtoxhome. What am I up to? Number three, parabens. So parabens are a preservative. So it's basically used to give these things a shelf life because most of them have a really long expiry date if you look at the expiry date. Now, the problem with parabens is that there's a lot of research that shows that they act as estrogen mimickers now kylie i'm going to throw over to you to explain this because mm. you're very good at it yeah and i think a lot of people probably know about parabens because you, there's a lot of packaging now that says paraben free yes exactly it's much more widely known about yeah so a really brief explanation is let's imagine that you've got every woman has estrogen and progesterone as their main female hormones and your body has a certain amount and during your menstrual cycle um, through the course of your cycle, you have, you know, the first half of your cycle is spent trying to build your estrogen levels so that they peak and you ovulate and then they will slowly start to drop and your progesterone will take over. 
what can happen is there are a heap of things, lots of foods, chemicals like parabens that your body doesn't know what it is. So it thinks that it's estrogen. So let's imagine that, you know, you get to ovulation every month and your estrogen levels are naturally high, but you've had parabens in your system. And so you've got this stack on effect. So you've, let's say you've got like this mound of estrogen, like a, imagine it like a sandcastle and you've got then these parabens that your body thinks are estrogen and it's like you are just stacking cups of sand on top of your sandcastle of estrogen and your body, when it drops your estrogen levels, it can only drop at a certain amount. But then you've got all these, I'm going to call them fake estrogens, in your mm. system. So it messes up the balance of your progesterone and all your other hormones in your body that are relying on this peak and drop because it hasn't reached the level that it would expect um, in order for your progesterone to rise. So, you know, you, there, you can excrete estrogen. It binds to fiber and is excreted out of your body, but there's still only so much your body can do. So the more you're loading up on those toxins that your body thinks are estrogen, the harder you are making it for your body to maintain any form of hormonal balance. And balance of your hormones is your barometer of your health. That's how your you know, they're made in your gut. It's how your body knows if you're healthy or not. If your hormones can't function normally, then there's something that's prohibiting that from happening. Mm. Exactly. Peak fertility and a normal menstrual cycle are not just for having babies. It is. Mm -mm. It's lifelong. Like, yeah. I wish that women knew that, that, you mm. know, knowing ovulation is not just for having babies. No. You know, that whole process is, are you healthy? Is your body functioning the way it should be or is it not? Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole episode. Um, okay, so parabens, the thing about parabens is that it you often won't see, even if a product has an ingredient list, you won't see the word paraben on the ingredients. You will see things like ethyl or a word that ends in ethyl butyl, methyl, and propyl. So they're all indicators that parabens are lurking in that little bottle. Or they're so sneaky. Or, I know. That's the thing that's so hard. And that's, again, why we just prefer to use all-natural products and choose our own. But the, even then, the all-natural is a tricky one because they can have these ingredients. So... I feel like we've talked about low-tox home a lot in this episode, but that is, again, something that we go into a lot in our low-tox home But this, is why, this is why low-tox home exists and why this we created why we it in created the first it. place. Exactly. Because it's like a bloody minefield to out there. To demystify it. Yeah, exactly. And make it simple for you know, people like us with mm. busy lives and kids and not a chemistry degree, basically. Yeah. Um, okay, number four on the offender list is phthalates. So phthalates are used to make ingredients combine smoothly. So, for example, you have a product that has some form of oil and some nearly every product that you buy has water in it. You don't see a cleaning product on the shelf or any sort of skincare product that's separated 99% of the time. That's a pretty good indicator that there are phthalates in it to help the two ingredients combine um, it's also used to help make plastic malleable, which means you, know, you can bend it. Now, 
I really just make one point about this, that phthalates were once used in the manufacture of dummies, but in 1999, it was banned in the use of dummies due to health concerns. So you know what? If it was dangerous, deemed dangerous to put it in a baby's mouth, I don't want it near my body or near my kids. Yes, that just makes me think I had a bloody dummy. I was clearly born before 1999. <laughs> well, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Mhm. Right. Yep, and it, yeah, it's it's in a lot of toys and all sorts of things, but uh, that's something another adventure for, for another day. God, um, but even things like toys, I think I mean, mm. we I try and do what I can for, to get my kids to, you know, purchase wooden toys but wow i mean you, you can't escape plastic toys even no no exactly it is it is becoming much more widely known in toys and reduced but you know a lot of our plastic products are imported from china they don't have the same laws as we do so but i think the important thing to note in all of this is to not become overwhelmed because you can just go into a complete meltdown of oh my god the whole world is toxic and dangerous you you can really get anxiety about it i mean yeah i, have, I reckon it's i a have thing. climate change anxiety and it's yeah yeah it's totally a thing for people to get like toxin mm. anxiety yeah totally so it's just do what you can and when you learn more you make another change just what what you will hear us say all the time that's what this whole podcast is about side note I yes. only have twenty percent battery left, and I started with eighty. So, oh, okay. we're gonna have to get. Oh, we're nearly done anyway. Um, okay, so the last one on the list is PEGs or polyethylene glycol. So this is a solvent, a thickener, a carrier used to make things absorb better into your skin. So when you rub your face cream on at night, it actually absorbs into your skin rather than sitting on the top of your skin. The other thing about this is it helps those other chemicals in the product to absorb into your skin much better. So it really does a double whammy. And you'll often see a number after it. And so there are all different types of PEGs. So I find that one possibly the easiest one to remember because it's, if Pegs. it's got peg on the label, avoid it. Now to make it easier for you, we do have a free download which we've created in the form of just an image that you can save to your phone so when you're at the supermarket you can have a look at list and check check it against your product so if you want to grab a copy of that you can go to clairekcreations.com forward slash toxins and can we put that will, in the show notes yes i will link that up in the show notes as well okay so just to recap your list to avoid fragrance sulfates parabens phthalates and PEGs, and don't forget to grab a copy of that list. Mm. On a positive note, yes. now, now that we've we'll left you with all that lovely, lovely information, um, we are sure that if, if there is just one thing, like look at the list, and I know we say this all the time, but just look at the list and go, okay, I'm just going to look at one product in my house. What do I think is the product that's potentially causing the most damage? I'm just going to get rid of that first or I'm going to yeah. look and the see if it's got any of these the things. Most. Yeah. Yeah. Just start yeah. with one thing. Don't go yeah. crazy. I will advise it because I did this and it nearly sent me mental. 
I got rid of everything all at once. It nearly sent me mental, nearly sent me broke because I, I was going to say everything. That, that would have been expensive. Yeah. Yeah. It's also kind of wasteful. It's like this, it's like exactly. this balance of, you know, everyone wants to go like zero waste and, you know, all of these other things. But in order to go zero waste and low tox and everyone gets rid of everything they have and they just chuck things out and they buy new things. Mm. Where in camp, use what you've got first. Yep. Use what you've got and then keep the bottles to use for other things. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you did, we would love if you could share it with other people that you think might find this information interesting. And we would be so grateful if you could leave us a five-star review because it helps our little podcast to be seen by people that we feel might need it. So we will see you next time. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Natural Life Academy. If you love this episode, we would really appreciate if you would leave a little review for us and tell us what you think. And if you want more from us, head over to Facebook and join the Natural Life Facebook group where we will share more tips, tricks, recipes, and of course, inspiration for your natural life.